0: Thank you for joining us today for the Conformed to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mace. Here I am with Jay Jones, and this is Free For All Friday. Good morning.
1: How's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing? I'm very tired, George. Are you? I am very, very, very tired today. Why are you so tired today? Well, let me just tell you about my nighttime adventures. Oh, okay. That explains this bang here. All right, I've been I've been accused of uh, like being sponsored by people. <laughs> Bang, yeah, zero sugar, two hundred fifty milligrams of caffeine, zero calories, tastes delicious. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> essential today. Essential today. So like one thirty a.m., my dog goes nuts. My Connie Corso like bark so loud it shakes the ground. Like the erratic barking, you know? And Angie's like, JJ, I think someone's trying to steal our cars. Mm -hmm. So I jump out of bed, get strapped up, put my headlamp on. I'm like, oh, I need my shorts. Put my shorts on real quick. Run out, clear the living room. No one's in the living room, but my dog is there. She's got the big eyes, you know, like you ever see like when a like a wolf attacks something, his eyes are real big. And she's going nuts. She's like uh, in between the kids' rooms in the hallway and she's barking so loud. And I'm like, someone's outside. Like for real, someone is outside. So I look outside, I open the door, I get ready to come out and there's the trash man. Mm-hmm. Picking up my trash at 1.30, George. Wow. In the garbage truck. <laughs> why are you, Why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? He's lucky I didn't let the dog out. But I didn't. So, you know, I go back in after that little adrenaline surge. Go to sleep somehow. I, I went to sleep, I don't really know how. About two forty five, so maybe an hour later, and he's like, Jay, Jay, there's fifty mile an hour wind gusts coming. You gotta drop the nets because we've got baseball nets outside, you know, uh-huh. and they'll bend the poles and break. <clears throat> so I run out there, and it was. It was really weird. Huh, Larry? Yeah. Did you know that that wind came in? Did you even know it? Mm-mm. Well, I don't know what it was called. What's it called, Larry? It's a gust front. Some gust front came mm-hmm. in, and it, it was. It was really weird. So I run out there, drop the nets, get the poles, drop all the poles, and then I run back inside and lay down, and, of course, by then – I cannot go to sleep. So by the time I went to sleep, it was probably after 4 a.m. I got you. So bang. Okay. For when you didn't go to sleep till 4 (laughs) a.m. Is that the new tag? Yeah. Okay. I like it. So my thinking might not be as crisp today. Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Buckle up, everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's my night. Did you have a good night?
0: I, I was fine yeah good no i'm glad no worries Ex- <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know if she wants me telling this she doesn't remember
1: it, usually Middle if you start the, if you have to start know, with that you usually i know should just stop.
0: i know but uh i'm gonna go ahead anyway <laughs> oh, no. i guess I, I guess last night i guess last night i i rolled over and i don't know if i moved my arms or what and i i guess i hit julia in the face <laughs> While she was sleeping, Uh, and she was pretty upset with me. (laughs) But uh, this morning, she doesn't remember doing that at
1: all. (laughs) Really? No. That's funny. Funny. Sorry, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped an elbow on her. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, uh, Free For All Friday, George, I got something to start with, because I know what we're going to get into today, we'll talk about – we're going to continue this conversation on the uh, the abortion uh, issue today, um, particularly in the criminalization front, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of where the conversation is going now. Um, we'll get to that in a second, but I got a I TikTok for you. I know you love when I bring them in. <clears throat> it's about two minutes and 45 seconds long. I want you to watch it all, and I think it's good, you know, it's... I want, here's what I want to do with it. Let's be discerning, not just to how strange this TikTok is, but to what is bad about it, like what's really bad and dangerous about it, all right? Because we want to be discerning people, always guarding the gospel. You ready for this? Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> okay.
2: Let me try to make the most easy to understand video so you can understand the lie. NASA says the moon is 218,000 miles away. In millions of miles, that's 0.2 million miles away. NASA says that Mars is 220 million miles away. 220 million miles away is 1,000 times farther away than 0.2 million miles away. NASA says that we can't get back to the moon because we lost the technology or the technology was greater back in 1969 or what else did they say? Oh yeah, the technology was destroyed in space travel. But they allegedly have a recording device, the Mars rover, on Mars, 220 million miles away. (laughs) Okay. Let me get this straight, NASA. You can't get back to the moon, which is less than a million miles away. But you can get to Mars that's 220 million miles away. And you claim you're going to be colonizing it in a few years. (laughs) What? And you people buy this stuff? Help! <laughs> Help! Just eat it up! Just
0: eat
3: it up!
2: <laughs> eat it for breakfast! Let's also talk about this. The moon, it always shows us the same face. Therefore, that face is always tidally locked to Earth. We should have a recording device on the surface of the moon because it's always facing us that can record the Earth spin. Then there would be no more flat Earthers, you see, because then they can see the Earth spinning from outer space. However, NASA can't do that. They won't do that. And they'll never do that because it's impossible. And why is it impossible? Because God placed a biblical firmament above us that SpaceX seems to be trying to tamper with. NASA (laughs) calls this firmament the Van Allen Belt. But it's the firmament listed in Genesis. I have a ton of pride in the word of God. Listen, I bought the globe lie too. I have a ton of Star Wars movies. But I gave it all up when I learned the truth about our existence. Jesus Christ saves us all. He saved me. I'm a sinner. He'll save you. Just got to wake up to the lies, guys. And turn the TV off. It's mind control.
1: There you, there you go, go, George. There you go, bud. That's how to get this free-for-all right, started out right. Uh, I mean, he had me there for a little bit.
0: Uh, the the whole not going to the moon, but yeah, going yeah. to Mars. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all right. That's yeah. He got me interested, and then he, uh, then he got real weird yeah. <laughs> real fast
1: the um if you're listening please just don't don't uh be that type of christian
0: the problem with it but the, if you are please make a tiktok so Jay can oh jake can
1: show it on here <laughs> the pro- the problem with the whole video i mean it's dumb first off it, ridiculous the flat earther stuff is just is bonkers mm mm-hmm um but to to to, to kind of tack on the gospel at the end like um jesus can save you like i'm a sinner jesus can save you what it's presented is jesus can save you from the sin of believing in the globe earth you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's what it's presented as right like don't believe the lies don't believe the lies and so the gospel is just like, uh-huh. what is the gospel? If you're a non-believer, what do you take as the gospel from that video? Well, what you take away is... Christians are crazy uh, flat earthers. Yeah, yeah. And the gospel is Jesus can save you from believing in the lie of the globe earth. Right. Like, that's how bad the presentation was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Better to not make anything and keep your mouth shut than to... Right because it's hard for us to imagine what like how people don't know stuff like they don't know what the word sin means even they don't even know who Jesus is they don't know what, that, that's that those days are gone when you could presume someone knows what the word sin is and they know what you mean when you say Jesus they don't so when you tell them Jesus saves from sin he's and he'll save you from the lies like like you got to be careful listen listen to how you sound right. If you're going to give a gospel presentation, then give one. If you're not going, if you're going to do something like that, don't do it at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm with you, Jay. I'm with you. Can you believe we that we, uh, (laughs) that we live in this world, George? Yeah. What other ways though?
0: I thought he was going to, at first I thought that that was going to be a blood moon. A blood
1: moon video. TikTok. Yeah. What other things can you think? Like, all right, Christians are not good at presenting the gospel. How and in, in what ways, other than that, may we present a false gospel?
0: I think a lot of Christians they they get caught up in the sharing your testimony, and they give they give the te- their testimony, but they don't actually share the gospel.
1: So, like. I was unhappy and depressed, and then now I'm happy. Um, or
0: um, I asked Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I was a sinner. Yeah, and it's it's very personalized, but right. there's no propositional statements that are being right. that yeah, are being yeah. made. The gospel is is. Objective facts, right? It's ob- objective truth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, your testimony is a good segue into the gospel, yes. but your your testimony itself is not the gospel. Yeah. So we need to we need to be very careful to distinguish between the two. And mm-hmm. if if you're sharing your testimony, that's great. I mean, tell people about um, what God has done for you in Christ, but also tell them the, the objective the objective truths of the gospel. The that, facts that. Can affect their life also. Right. So I, I think that I think we've gotten this, um, you know, this tell your story kind of um, mentality, mm-hmm. and we've we've kind of muddied the gospel, the actual gospel, mm-hmm. through it, right? So we we, I'm not. This is not a don't tell your testimony. It's a make sure that you're giving the gospel mm-hmm. um, as you tell your testimony.
1: Yeah. So maybe a good refresher. Um the elements that you need in a, in a gospel mm-hmm. in a gospel presentation. Cause right. you're right. I think you're right. It happens and not, not intentionally, but right. it's your story. You're passionate about it, like, Hey, I, you know, and we all know the ones that are dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be an alcoholic. And oh yes. Yeah. This, this was my life and I was running around with girls and then mm-hmm. I encountered Christ and now I've left that and I'm sober right. and I'm married and I have a good family and, Mm-hmm. All the stuff that God's done for me, but right. there are—I think there are several—and um, uh, why don't you walk us through them real quick, Georgia? <laughs> Let's give us a okay. gospel refresher, okay? And I think, uh, I, think of the, I think the best place is to simply start not with man, but start with who God is.
0: Right. You have to, and I think I think that. Um, uh, part of that is we we can't just assume that our culture knows who God is. Um, our our culture has gotten to a point where there's a lot of spiritual people, but there's not a lot of people that understand the kind of the foundational truths about Christianity. And um, we we especially in southwestern Oklahoma, we have to be sure that we don't. Assume that people know what we're talking about, so we have to start kind of with uh, where Paul does in Acts chapter 17 on Mar- Mars Hill that there is a God, um, there is one God, that He is the creator of all things, that He doesn't need anything, that um, He is self sufficient and He is holy, um, which means that He is. Um, He is involved with his creation, but he is not part of his creation. He is separated from his creation. Um, I think we need to really emphasize who God is, that he is perfect, that he is righteous, that there is no sin in him, and that because of um, who he is as um, this sovereign, holy, righteous creator, that we are accountable to him. He's our king. So I think that's where we have to start, mm-hmm. is that you are, you are not um, an authority unto yourself. You are a creature created by this holy God um, who is transcendent. He's, he's other than you, and you then are held accountable to him. Uh-huh. He, he tells you how to live. Right. Right. Um, and then coming off of that, we get to the fact that he has told us how to live, And we haven't done it yeah yeah. (laughs) we we haven't done we haven't done um what he has commanded us to do he has he has given us um general revelation um he has written his law on our hearts through the conscience so we know there's right and wrong Mm -hmm. um every culture knows um it's it's wrong to murder Mm -hmm. it's wrong to steal um it's wrong to lie that, that these are just universal truths and right. those universal truths they don't arise out of accident they arise because god has actually put that in us yeah. so that we we know right and wrong and we know that we have the moral rebe- argument we've
1: re- we've rebelled against god the moral ar- the moral argument is i mean it's like it's like god it's like god's given you a hanging curveball mm-hmm. with anyone you ever talk to Right, you use, you have to use the law. Yeah. Use God's law. Yeah, use God's law to ask uh, questions. To, yeah, uh-huh. you know, and and everyone will admit to feeling guilt over something, right? Unless they're like just lying, mm-hmm. but yeah. And if you felt, and if you feel guilt, where does that come from? Who right. are you guilty to? <laughs> right, it's a is, powerful. Is it's this
0: a, is this just a bunch of chemicals that are firing off in your brain that make you feel this way, it's or is very much... actually is there actually something? Um, to it yeah, there, I mean I is, think there's some truth to it.
1: It's a great general grace of God because mm-hmm. uh, post fall he could have let people not even feel that, right and left us in our own mm-hmm. way,
0: right um, but it I mean, Paul says in Romans chapter one that that everyone knows that there is a God. Mm-hmm. Um, they know by looking around that there is a God and they can know. They can know his his character, they can know his attributes mm-hmm. um, through what he has made. Um, and they've rebelled against this God. Mm-hmm. And if he is the king, if he is everything that the Bible says he is, this good, mm-hmm. holy, righteous creator um, who is over us and he's given us his law, then there are there is judgment for us rebelling against God's law. Right. Since we have rebelled against God's law. We are under the, the curse. We're under the penalty of lawbreaking, which is death. And so we all deserve the justice and the wrath of God, not just in this life, but for all eternity. Mm-hmm. And if God had left us there, we would all perish. But God has done something for us. That we could never do for ourselves by right. sending his his own son right. to uh, to live a perfect life. He he came in the flesh, fully mm-hmm. God, fully man. He lived a perfect life under God's law. He never he never rebelled in either thoughts or desires or words or deeds. Um, he lived a perfect life, and then he died. He was put to death by sinful men on a cross not for his own sins, but for the sins of his people. And this was part of God's plan to redeem a people for himself by um, Christ being a substitute for us. Mm-hmm. And so Christ dies um, as a substitute, taking the, the judgment that we deserve on the cross.
1: Yeah. So you're on, if people are trying to catalog this in their mind on how to remember
0: you're on step
1: three. Or yeah. Part so there's three. God, there's
0: God. God. God is God is holy. Mm-hmm. He's creator. He is the king. Man is under God, but we've rebelled against God's law, yeah. and so we are under the penalty of sin. God has sent Jesus. God's act. Yeah. God God has done something for us by sending Jesus to to not just die but live. Mm-hmm. So he's lived a perfect life, um, fulfilling all of God's law, and then being put to death. Not for his sin, but he's he is put to death, um, tasting the consequences of our sin, yeah. So on the cross, God puts our sin on Jesus and he punishes our sin on the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jesus dies, the wages of sin is death, but Jesus didn't stay dead, he rose from the dead. On the third day, he rises from the dead. This is God's, um, this is God's stamp of approval that Jesus's death accomplished. Full, full salvation,
1: and it's often for those the missing element mm. when people give a gospel. Sometimes they forget the resurrection of uh, the Jesus dead.
0: Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. Jesus is alive. If He'd stayed dead, then nothing that we said about the cross could be true, um, because Jesus didn't deserve to be put to death. If yeah. He stayed dead, then that means that He He suffered the consequences for His own mm-hmm. sins, but He rose from the dead. God ro- raised Him from the dead. Um, he is alive. Um, and because he's alive we know that the cross worked we know that god actually did accomplish jesus accomplished this work on the cross god's wrath has been satisfied and he's alive which means that he is living and can save people mm-hmm. i mean he's not he's not a dead savior he's a living savior yeah um, and he is the he is the first fruits of new creation when he walked out of the out of the grave this is this is god's redemptive work Broken into um, mm-hmm. it's broken into this present this present age, um, and he's ascended. He's seated at the right hand of of the Father right now, and he is he's praying for his people right now. He helps them right now mm-hmm. because he's not dead. He's alive. So those are the those are the objective those are the objective and then there's, realities. But then you have to respond to it. it. So that's the gospel. The gospel is the good news of what God has done in uh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Now, the fourth step is response. You, have to, you have to respond. It's This is good news, but how is it good news for you? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good news if you say, eh, okay, and, right. and go live your life. Right. It's only good news for you. It's only gospel for you if you, res- you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way in which you're supposed to respond is you acknowledge, I'm a sinner. Um, you turn away from those sins. And you look to Jesus as your only hope, not yeah. your not your own works, not your own righteousness, Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is the only, he's the only way, he is your only hope, and you look to him in repentance and faith. Yeah. And then that good news
1: is applied to you, mm-hmm. it's applied to me. God, man, Jesus response, mm. and then to go on living in light of that truth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit better news than um, you can learn that the earth is in a globe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And God, yeah. and uh, Jesus will save you from your sin. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know even what that even means.
0: The thing the thing about it is it's really simple to communicate the gospel. Like you can do it in those in those four steps. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to accurately and adequately communicate it, so people understand, like we're not just trying to get a response. We're not just trying to get all right. Say a prayer and and. Jesus will save you. Ask Jesus into your I'll heart. Save
1: you from SpaceX. Right,
0: <laughs> right. You have to take some time. Mm-hmm. Like it does take a little bit of time right. to explain this. Um, it's not it's not a quick thing. Yeah, you can walk through a track and and um, it can be really succinct. But the best tracks are not you know two pages long. Right. The best tracks they they devote some time right. to each of these yeah. because um. We're we're not just trying to get a decision. We're trying to accurately—you've got to understand first, communicate it, so you can understand, so that you can actually respond to it. This is the this is the problem with topical sermons. uh These topical sermons that are you know ten steps to a healthy marriage, and then at the end you just tag on. You know, if you want to, you know, if you want to trust Jesus, if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, walk this aisle, and someone will be down here to pray with you. What are you inviting them to? You haven't you haven't explained anything to them. They're, you're just trying to get them to make a decision, but the entire sermon you've told them there's ten things that you can do, and you don't need Jesus to do these things. Right. Right. So you you can't just tag on the gospel at the end just to get a response. They have to understand what are they responding to? Why do I need
1: Jesus? And you have to you have to take some time to explain that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that video because you know you. Everybody can put anything out today, right. um, and that's the bad thing. Like, like we may do everything that we can diligently to be able to explain the gospel clearly, um, but all of your non-believing friends and family members are bombarded with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're on social media, they're running into people, and they think that uh, Christianity is weird. Like what? Well, like what? Let's do you, say. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's. Let's be honest. Well, it's weird. It's a little weird. It's I, weird to to a natural man. Sure, but that's not what I mean. Yeah. What I mean is, you don't want you want them to be offended by the truth of the gospel, Right. not that you think Jesus will save you from the lies that NASA's telling. Right. <laughs> like this is some bizarre stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, if you'll trust in Jesus, your eyes will be open
1: to the globalist schemings. That's right. Of Bill Gates. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's not that's not how it works. Or the Q conspiracy. Uh-huh, right. You'll understand. You know. You'll right. be enlightened to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to just be ready to correct a lot of people's misconceptions mm-hmm. about about the gospel and what the gospel is. You want to? You don't want to add anything to it, so that. It's gospel plus something else. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was a good little refresher for the people to hear the gospel again. Yeah. Um, You want to rehearse it all the time. You want
0: to preach the gospel to yourself Mm -hmm. because we'll forget. That's we we need to. We need to. We need to be reminding ourselves of
1: the gospel. Well, we're 26 minutes in, George. This
0: is going to be a little bit of a long one because we got to get to this stuff. Well, there's some stuff that I want to talk about. Okay. So, well, I've this, got a
1: crazy video, Twitter video. Do you want me to show it, or do you want me to show it later? Which one is this? This is the. Uh, I think it's the Senate committee on. A okay, from.
0: I want to. I want to start here. I want to start here with this open letter, and this kind of segue into uh, into this. So. All right. um, th- this is called an open letter to state lawmakers from America's leading pro-life organizations
1: all right so we'll explain we need to explain the issue perhaps for people yeah. to understand all right so there was a, a bill of total abolition in Louisiana the first one ever in history to make it out of committee right they're all been killed in committee and it will come as a shock that they're usually killed by pro-life people mm-hmm. and you say how can this make any sense like we can't assume, the people that are listening are even understand like or have read right. up on this or mm-hmm. have this. So let's try to make it as clear as we can. Okay. In the abolitionist position, in all of these bills, there part of it is equal protection right. for the baby, which means that the mother would be charged in the in the act right. and fall under the current homicide codes.
0: Yeah, I think that's what needs to be really clear is that there are already homicide laws on the books, mm-hmm. obviously, right and First degree, second degree, there's manslaughter. Um, that there, there are already yeah. laws about this. Mm-hmm. And what what's so frustrating is that in the Oklahoma Constitution, personhood is defined. De- defined. Murder is defined. Murder is defined as taking a human life. Uh-huh. The definition of a human life in the Oklahoma Constitution is from conception to natural, natural death. death. Right. It's probably the same in Louisiana. I'm guessing. I'm sure it's the same in. I'm sure it's probably the same right. in a lot of a lot of states. Yeah. Um, and then there is an exception for abortion. Right. All right. So what these abolition bills are trying to do is just take that exception away. Uh huh. Right. Because everything else is already in place. The the only thing that's keeping a, abortion legal in Oklahoma is that exception. Mm-hmm. Is that exception, and then all these pro life laws that are regulating how abortions can be done, because the definition of murder is already from conception. Right. So well, the, I want to come back to that. Out.
1: I want We need to come back to the conception part after we get through with this Louisiana stuff, because mm-hmm. um, there's even like Roe's going to be struck down, hopefully, Lord willing, but. There's gonna to have to be some other laws put in place. I th- yes. I think even in Oklahoma oh, yeah. to ensure people aren't still able to have abortions. Mm-hmm. But so we go to Louisiana and it's the same place, it's kind of the same thing everywhere. The the opposition, heavy opposition comes from pro-life people. Now, right. people may not be able to wrap their mind around that. Why would pro life people or pro life organizations be opposing a bill? of total abolition. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to where really, what it gets down to now is um, pro-life people, what they say, and it's kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm using for? It's kind of a straw man, because it's not communicating truth accurately, but it's like a a slogan almost, like my body, my choices. Mm -hmm. And the slogan is, you want to criminalize mothers. Mm you see what i'm saying uh-huh. it's a, it's a powerful catchphrase yeah. that doesn't quite accurately communicate truth mm-hmm. but can skew people's understanding like oh you want to criminalize mothers for abortion what are you going to do like you're going to go back and charge all these women uh, <laughs> right and that's not it the uh-huh. bill criminalizes the act right and it says the women who are paying someone to kill their child right. should be held ac- accountable under the homicide codes mm-hmm. And the pro life movement says no, no, no. Women are victims in abortion. That's what they say. That, that's what they're saying, and right. they're and they're saying it like in a blanket way. Yeah, women uh, are women are the second victim. And we can let, let me read this letter. Okay, let's let me get, read this letter. So this, they have an understanding now. Before you get to it, right,
0: right. Um, so this letter came out May twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just last week, right, right. Was it right before or right after the Louisiana? bill was was killed
1: it's the day it was being heard okay so it would like influence okay, okay. you see what i mean Uh huh.
0: yeah okay so this is this is called an open letter to state lawmakers from america's leading pro-life organizations mm. um and i've got it i've got it on yeah there you go okay um to all state legislators in the united states of america with the leak of a draft U.S. Supreme Court opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, that appears to show a majority of the court may be in favor of reversing Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, there has been increasing news coverage of state level momentum to enact laws that protect mothers and their unborn children from the tragedy of abortion. Over the past 50 years, under the shadow of Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton, abortion has taken the lives of more than 63 million unborn American children. But the tragedy of abortion isn't limited to the unborn child who loses her life. The mother who aborts her child is also Rose's victim. She is the victim of a callous industry created to take lives, an industry that claims to provide for women's health, but denies the reality that far too many American women suffer devastating physical and psychological damage following abortion. The abortion industry tries to dismiss reports and studies of post-abortive trauma, but even as far back as the 1980s, scientific researchers and the mainstream media were documenting the reality of abortion's consequences. Studies examining the records of over 50,000 California Medicaid patients from 89 to 94 found women who underwent abortions experienced 2.6 times more psychiatric admissions in the first 90 days following pregnancy than women who gave birth, and 17% higher mental health claims over the following four years. In 1989, Los Angeles Times survey found 56% of women who had abortions felt guilty about them. 26% mostly regretted the abortion. Subsequent studies suggest that these numbers may be low, reporting that adverse emotional and psychological effects are sometimes delayed, not surfacing for five or even 10 years after the abortion. Despite promises from her partner to the contrary, a woman's relationship will often dissolve following an abortion. The clinic staff is gone, and the woman has no desire to return to the place she is. Associates with failure. Even friends who know about the abortion hesitate to bring up the subject. When this happens, she is left to deal with her pain, her doubts, her questions all alone. Women are victims of abortion and require our compassion and support, as well as ready access to counseling and social services in the days, weeks, months, and years following an abortion. As national and state pro life organizations representing tens of millions of pro life men, women, and children across the country, let us be clear. We state unequivocally that we do not support any measure seeking to criminalize or punish women, and we stand firmly opposed to include such penalties in legislation. If the Supreme Court does overturn Roe v. Wade, they will be honoring the unambiguous division of powers described in the Constitution, returning abortion policymakers making back to our elected state and federal legislators. This will be a tremendous opportunity for states to create durable policy that can stand the test of time. But in seizing that opportunity, we must ensure that the laws we advance to protect unborn children do not harm their mothers. We are America's leading advocates for life. We come from very different backgrounds and perspectives, but we are united in our mission to protect unborn children and American women from the greed of the abortion industry. We've been in this fight for decades. Many of us have dedicated our lives to this cause. We understand better than anyone else, the desire to punish the purveyors of abortion who act callously and without regard to the dignity of human life. But turning women who have abortions into criminals is not the way. In 1977, then-National Right to Life President Dr. Mildred Jefferson observed in her welcome letter to those attending the annual National Right to Life Convention, quote, "...the fight for the right to life is a, per- a people's fight for its existence and its continuity. It is a country's fight for its survival and its future. The right to life cause is not the concern of only a special few, but it should be the cause of all those who care about fairness and justice, love and compassion, and liberty with law." End quote. Our charge as a movement has not strayed from those words written by Dr. Jefferson. In fighting for our country's future generations, we are called to act with love and compassion as we seek fairness, justice, and liberty for unborn children and their mothers. Criminalizing women is antithetical to this charge. We will continue to oppose legislative and policy initiatives that criminalize women who seek abortions, and we will continue to work for initiatives that protect unborn children and policies that provide and strengthen life-affirming resources for abortion-vulnerable women. We call upon all pro-life legislators to stand with us. We ask you to continue to act with love and compassion toward abortion-vulnerable women. We urge you to reject any measure that seeks to criminalize women who have abortions sincerely for life. And the one that should stand out for most of our listeners is this one right here, Brent Leatherwood, acting president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern
1: Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so okay, there's a lot, lot in that that letter, but I think we can, for the for our listeners who are kind of new to these discussions, there are inconsistencies on two fronts. So one, let's approach. We'll go first the inconsistency of um, the law, like okay. if, if, they, if, and then then we'll say the inconsistency from the Christian view and implications for the gospel and sin. Can I can I
0: just show a, a couple of things real quick that show that this is not just a handful of people like this. This is the elite of the SBC are holding this position.
1: Okay, yeah. So the, their position is women are victims of abortion and they don't need to be punished under the criminal codes.
0: So I've got two things here that we can show. The first is a tweet from Nathan Finn. He is a uh, he's a Baptist historian. Mm-hmm. He's I think he's been nominated for the uh, what the whatever the recorder or whatever for the the convention. Um, Who would want that job? Goodness, uh, a historian, I guess. Uh, He says, thank you uh, at Leatherwood, uh, Tennessee, and at ERLC for consistently advocating for the mainstream pro-life position on behalf of Southern Baptists. Please uh, keep speaking up for the unborn, and don't let the trolls or political opportunists distract you from your ministry assignment. Um, I just want to point out that one of the people that has been criticizing this open letter... Is Tom Askell, who is the president of Foundry mm-hmm. Ministry and is running for SBC president. And here we've got uh, one of the elites from the SBC. Calling him a troll. Calling him a troll. Yeah. Uh, and then this one I found was even worse. This is Baptist Press. Um, this is from uh, Ray Ortland. Um For the record, uh, maybe it's not. No, Richard Land. Sorry. Richard Land. Richard the, Land. He's the old Richard president. Richard Land, old, old president of right. the ERSC. Yeah. Um, Richard Land says, this is a Baptist Press article. First person, what's the best way to be pro-life? A Southern Baptist debate. And Richard Land in it says, for the record, if I were still the head of the ERLC, I would have signed this statement. I would have been ashamed of myself if I have not signed it. This is the document that some SBC leaders are using as the reason to defund the ERLC. Mm
1: -hmm. There you go. Just wanted to show that. So the the ERLC... Uh, well, really, anyone and pastors. Pastors, we'll start with pastors because past, pastors are supposed to make up the SBC. We know they do not. <laughs> it's a total farce, right? Which is why the people who we we often call the the Baptist elite mm-hmm. speak down about pastors. Tom Nettles actually wrote a, some stuff about this, mm-hmm. and he and he I think makes this case pretty clear that there is animosity even toward regular pastors who mm-hmm. would dare to speak out. And share what I think is simply a biblical ethic. They're applying the Bible um, well, to, th- to all of life. I think what needs to be
0: stressed is that at the convention last year, they, the messengers, adopted a resolution that, before it was mangled um, uh, by the committee, yeah, that, was an abolition. Resolution.
1: Well, they, they they only added like a word alone into it, but it still contained the majority of the strength. It did, of the yeah. Strength. It made it a little
0: mm-hmm. contradictory, but for the most part, it still had the abolition uh-huh. language in it. And the messengers overwhelmingly voted right. for it. Um, and then all the elites, oh, including yeah. the ERLC, started writing things against it. And they don't know. They
1: don't know what they voted right. for. And then you've, got, time, yeah. then
0: you've got, and, and then you've got the president of the ERLC signing this open letter opposing criminalization, and it shows what you're saying that they have disdain for just the, the regular people. Ah, these people are too stupid to know. What they don't they know even, what, what they voted for. But these are the same people that were pushing Resolution right. Nine a couple of years ago exactly. on critical race theory, and no one at that time, knew what critical race Nobody was. Nobody did. No. no one knew what they were saying. You. This is an analytical tool. that They had no idea yeah. what it was. People even came out and said, I don't. Bart Barber, the guy who's running against Tom Askell said he for didn't president, know it said he didn't know what it was. And he still voted for it.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: But here you've got a very clear resolution calling for the immediate end of of this wickedness, and the elite are coming out and saying, uh, they didn't really know what they were were voting for.
1: Yeah, they knew about CRT, but they don't know about abortion. Yeah, so there's major inconsistencies, right, from the, in this pro-life position that the ERLC has jumped onto, because they say women are always victims of abortion. That is the biggest lie, and anyone who has ever gone to an abortion clinic, yeah. here's what I'd encourage: the SBC elites, get out of your church, stop hiding in your church building, go down to an abortion clinic. Not, you, not
0: the Pregnancy Resource Center. Right. Go to the Go abortion Go to where people clinic. kill
1: babies. Right. And what you're going to find is, uh, I'd say, ninety, close to like 99% of the women that walk in there will walk in there and walk out knowing full well what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, will some of them have pressures applied to them? No doubt. Like, they'll be pressured by parents. Um, some of them will be pressured by maybe even abusive man. Um, there are those cases, but they know what they're doing mm. They They know they're killing a chi- their child. Some of them, George will go there and have their parents watch their children in their car mm. while they go in to kill their other child. And if you talk to them, most of the time it's, it's in, just inconvenience. I don't want to have a baby right now. I can't have a baby. I can't have another baby. I'm too young to have a baby, but of course they know mm. they know what they're doing. Um, and so it's just inconsistent with the reality. Are are there women that are abused and forced to do it? Probably there probably are. And yeah. some some of them are covering up for sex abuse, things like that. And but if the you, law,
0: the law already takes exactly, stuff like that into this
1: account. This is what's so infuriating about this. In those small cases, and they're very small, mm. most women today shout their abortions. Like it's a thing. Right. They're proud of it. Yeah. Um, these are the, the, these are the
0: these are people that are standing outside the Supreme Court justices homes protesting. These are the people that had there there was the abortion the abortion protest in DC over the weekend. Uh-huh. What about these people? Exactly. Are we are we are we, are we seriously saying that these women are victims?
1: Well, these women these women um have scarred their like they, the one thing they quote to say that women are victims mm. is the psychological. They say psychological trauma uh-huh. and the um, depression and the all this stuff, but that's just the it's result the consequences exactly. of sin. This is yeah, you have sinned against God and mm-hmm. your conscience is heavy, and the and the world can't tell you a way to free yourself from it. Right, so you fall into the spiral of depression, and the the wicked thing about. The what the ELRC is doing is they're robbing women from the ability to be set free from their sin, right? By saying no, you're just a victim, the, not not you're
0: a sinner. They are they are very much falling into this secular psychological mindset mm-hmm. um, because even what they even what this calls for is for access to counseling and social services.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you want the state that has allowed them to get abortions to be the people who are counseling them right. on on this. Uh, like you said, this, this touches at the gospel. Mm-hmm. This letter is telling women who are feeling this way, rightly, mm-hmm. um, instead of saying adverse emotional and psychological effects, say they're feeling guilt. They feel guilty. They are convicted. Mm-hmm. They should feel convicted. But what this letter is saying is, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. You're a victim of this callous abortion industry and it's someone else's it's right. someone else's fault. You're right. a victim. And what that does is it cuts them off from repentance. It does. It cuts yeah. them off from the gospel. Now, now you didn't do anything wrong. So Ash Jesus into your heart. Right. <laughs> like like yeah. what what we're doing is is wicked. It's anti gospel. This is an anti gospel letter.
1: Absolutely. It is. These women, they're suffering under the burden of this of this conscience, and um, and they may not be able to describe it. But as the world tells them, it's just secular. You're a victim. Inside, internally, they can't, they don't buy that, right? And it's because um, God's written His law in their heart. They may not even be able to articulate that. You know, in in a military in a military way, there's this strange thing. It's called a, like a moral injury. Where you've done something that you know. And here's how I describe moral injury, right? Like, say you're given a command. You never stop driving. If you stop driving, um, you could get, get your buddies could get blown up. There's an IED on the road. Well, and so you to obey that, you run a kid over and kill him. All right. So these people have obeyed, but what they've done is they've killed an image bearer of God. Yeah, a young one. Um, so they have a moral injury. Um, are, they, are they guilty? Um, I could argue no. But are they guilty of participating in a world ravaged by sin mm-hmm. where terrible things happen? Yes, and that causes a moral injury. Right. In the same way, let's take the very, very, very small amount of women who are abused and forced into this. They themselves may become a victim of an abusive man or even of parents that make them do it through pressures like, we'll never support you in college, right? And they go through it. Mm-hmm. Now, their level of guilt is not the same as their parents. Right. But they still have the moral injury. Right. Uh, what we would call, and, and how can they be free from that if they don't actually deal with what's happened? Yeah. Um, I have reluctantly gone along with what these people made me do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's forgiveness and there can be reconciliation and they can be free from that guilt, but they never can from this secular worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's say, okay, people are trying to grapple with this from a purely legal standpoint. Why does it? Why are they wrong? And we would say they're wrong because all, we go back to this, the homicide codes. Right now, if a woman were to be forced to kill her toddler mm-hmm. by a man. Right. She's not going to be charged probably with like first, first degree, degree murder. Right. Um, if there are all kinds of pressures, put like they have like different mm-hmm. levels of there's first degree <laughs> murder, second <laughs> degree murder, third degree murder. And there's even manslaughter, right? The, the way
0: that this, the way this is being um, framed is almost as if let's drag a woman out into the middle of the street and stone her to death. Exactly. instead of exactly we're just uh, we just want the law to be equally applied to every person mm-hmm. including the unborn so there is an arrest there are lawyers there's a trial there's jur- there's jury um there there's a like there's appeals there I mean we're we're talking about the legal system we're right. talking about the same legal system for a murder trial for a toddler
1: uh-huh just apply that to an unborn an unborn well here's what will happen if states will adopt that there's not going to be very many of these trials at all because people aren't going to kill their own children right i, I would say that that these uh, these examples that
0: people are trying to give of rape victims or incest or, or you know the the people who are being um, who are actually victims that are, are being coerced into doing this? That's all the more reason for us to abolish abortion immediately, because your co- abortion is covering up the crime. Mm-hmm. You're covering up the crime mm-hmm. that some some you know uh, some pervy uncle has committed incest, and there's a baby. And well, I got to hush hush. Get an abortion, we'll cover this up instead of saying, Look, here's the evidence. Yeah. Here's the evidence of it. Um, but, it's, but even uh, with
1: that, that's like point zero right, .01. Right. Ninety nine percent of abortions mm-hmm. are abortions of pure convenience. convenience. Right. And that is a one hundred percent fact. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, what's so what's so ironic is that in the case of rape, we would say God's law calls for the rapist to be put to death. Yeah. But um, if you were to like bring that up to someone who thinks abortion's okay, for some reason they don't. They like, think it's they think, crazy. They think that's crazy. Like you I, know, I,
1: that's crazy. I, tell, I told
0: you, you don't you do just, that. Just, and and what? Just <laughs> like, too we weak. want we yeah. want the we want the 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 criminal to be put to death, not the actual victim, who is the the woman who's been raped and the baby. You don't it's
1: not, it's bonkers. Yeah. It really is. People have been like brain, I told you like two weeks ago, Brooke had that very conversation yeah. at school with, with two older upperclass, upperclassmen girls. And <sighs> Brooke's like, well, um, I, the difference in me and you is I, I think the man should die for raping a woman. Uh-huh. Like you think the baby should die. That doesn't make sense. Right. What was the response? It's, it's <laughs> people. Well, people can't think, man. I'm, I'm telling you, people have lost. It's God's God's given people over to a debased mind. Yeah. And they can't think. They literally cannot use logic. Yeah. And they can't and they can't even correlate the two. She tried to go with the angle of um can you not can you not see like you think it's bad for a man to rape a girl, but you think there's a there's a different human body inside of a woman's body, but you think a woman should be able to like penetrate and tear apart by force another human? Mm. It's like rape times a million. Yeah. And they can't get it. Yeah.
0: Uh, You want to see a bad take? Sure. Okay. (laughs) When I saw this, I I just hung my head. Like, what do you say to this? So, here's a tweet. I don't know who this person is. Katie McCoy. Y'all know the ones trying to punish the woman in John 8 were the bad guys in the story, right? What really got me was... uh, Yeah, the like. The like. Yeah. Herschel York. That was my pastoral ministries professor in uh-huh. seminary. Like, what do? <laughs> not a good take. That's not. Um, that's a really bad. That's a really bad analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, the woman in John eight, she is guilty. Mm-hmm. She is guilty. She was caught in adultery. Yeah. The problem is not that the woman is. Um, they're trying to punish the woman. The problem is they're they're bringing her to test Jesus. Right. Um, for one, where's the man? Right. Like they didn't bring both. Uh-huh. Right. And second, they're trying to trap him into um, saying, go ahead and, and commit capital, capital crime when it's, that's against the law in the Roman empire. Right. Like they're trying to trap him. So at the, and Roman, then the Romans, the Romans, the Romans will come and arrest him. Uh, he doesn't fall into their trap, their trap. And he forgives her of her sin. He, he tells her, go and sin no more. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't say, "Go, you're a victim, right He says, "Go,
1: you sinner yeah. and don't and don't sin anymore hey, you're a victim of the patriarchy that's right just go just go on your way, yeah, I know I know what it's like right to be a victim <laughs> too you know that this is the type of thing that, yeah
0: so this this idea that uh the they were bad because they were trying to punish the woman is just a terrible <laughs> it's a terrible it's a terrible analogy mm-hmm
1: yeah. Um, but uh, we've got uh... everyone. Here's the frustrating thing where we are right now as a society. Everyone, it's beyond frustrating. Like everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows mm. um, this game that people played for years. That this is a clump of cells. Like this is this is gone. God has given us so much enlightenment through the advances of, of science, which I think is general grace, God's grace to us, that any excuse that may have been even had during the uh, Roe v. Wade is way gone, way gone. It's indisputable uh, what is happening. Um, from the moment of conce- uh, from uh, from conception, we have a distinct human being, a person. You know, I told you earlier... Can you even imagine what would happen if you know if we went we going to like let's say we go to Mars, we break the firmament with SpaceX, we go <laughs> and right. we find like an amino acid precursors mm-hmm. right of the building blocks of life. Can you imagine the links they would go to protect that right and to study and to say, and this is just the precursors right. What we have is. An actual human life Um, and everybody knows it everyone knows that and what everyone knows what we're doing in this country Mm -hmm. well not in this country just in the world I mean this is a worldwide plague now but we're one of the chief offenders Um, women know what they're doing Uh, men know what they're doing doctors know what they're doing remember the uh, the article there John Piper wrote this article um, it's like 11 11 proofs we all know that babies are being killed, or we're killing humans. Mm. And he started this article by saying that he took out a, an abortion um, guy. I don't even want to call him doctors. A, uh, he took this abortion hitman to, uh, to eat, and he said, I had all these proofs I was going to give him to prove personhood. And right at the beginning, the guy said, ah, let me stop you there. We all know what we're doing. We know it's a human. And he said he was shocked. Hmm. But should we, I mean, we shouldn't, can we really be shocked by it? Right. We are, human beings are that bad. Yeah. We're that bad. Where we would, uh, people would absolutely lose their minds if you told them, man, ah, my dog was in heat and got pregnant. I'm just going to go have a dog abortion. They would lose their minds. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you, if you go abort your own baby, that's to be celebrated. So. Yeah. Um, you want me to show this crazy clip
0: that I've got? I, I don't Twitter? know if we want the clip first or if, or if we want to look at this uh, this tweet. Um, let's look at this tweet real quick. All right. And let me ask you a question after after okay. we read. Right. There's there's, oh, two, no. there's two. I don't know who this is. Joe L- Lumen. I don't, I don't know who this is. Um, but she tweeted. Uh, she probably shouldn't have. She said the quiet part out loud, Jay. Uh, I would rather get an abortion than have a brown child who ends up being adopted by white evangelicals. It is not a kindness to children of the global majority to give them to people who will traumatize them with self and ancestral hatred. An abortion is an act of love. Um, I mean, do you, I'm pretty sure uh, that lady,
1: (laughs) I've seen her before. I think she claims to be a Christian. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Here is her follow up, her follow up here. White and Christian supremacy kill people of the global majority. They kill LGBTQ plus people. They kill religious minorities. Why would I give a brown child who could and likely will... I don't know where she gets this this fact, uh, will, uh, who could and likely will be queer and may have no interest in Christianity. The people who will teach them they are inadequate in most all of their identities. People who think not coming to this world is the worst that can happen to a zygote have never had to experience the excruciating realities of systemic oppression. Not existing isn't the worst that can happen for black, brown, queer, non-Christian folks. In this oppressive dumpster fire, it absolutely is love to choose an abortion for marginalized folks, and since women, non-binary folks, trans men, and poor folks are all oppressed in the society, abortion is love—love love that can hurt for some, but love nonetheless. Hey Jay, I got a question for
1: you. Hmm. Um, is this? I think she forgot this, the word. I think she missed. She put the word Christian, and she meant to put Muslim. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that accurately describes. Oh yeah, it. like because this Christ, is, Christians, Christians are. Out there just killing LGBTQ plus yeah, people. It's Jay. not happening anywhere on the planet, but right. it's it, it is happen.
0: Yeah. All over the planet. Right, right. Um but my question was, are people like this victims, Jay? Is, is this who the ERLC thinks are victims of the abortion industry? People like this that would say I guess that's who they I, think I, are victims. If I got yeah. pregnant, I'd rather kill Yeah. I'd rather kill a brown baby. I don't know how she's not getting cancelled for the stuff that she's saying. It's yeah. probably because she's attacking Christians, right? Of course, she yeah. can say whatever she wants. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah but uh, that's that's what we're talking about here. We're not. And this is, I think, this is the culture. This this is the shout your abortion. Right. Um. This. I mean, you see these Hollywood actresses that give awards. Um, they, their awards. They give. They give praise to. Abortions, because if I hadn't had an abortion when I, I was young, here right I wouldn't be here right now, receiving this golden statue. Right? Uh, they're they're idol worshippers. Like they are. they are offering their child to this demon, and the demon in re, in return gives them a little idol that they can put in their house. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the fact that there are Christians in the SBC, the ERLC, who are not able to just call it what it is and just be consistent in calling it murder is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Like we're not even showing everything. There are people are thinking that the abolition uh, the abolitionists in the SBC like Tom Askell, are crazy people. Yeah. They're acting like they're the extremist for calling it murder and just wanting equal protection for unborn children Uh like this is this you guys are extremists. you guys are crazy this is the Nathan Nathan Finn is saying that this is the this is the mainstream pro-life position if this is the mainstream pro-life
1: position I don't want anything to do with it well the pro-life the pro-life position in this regard is completely secular Uh we could debate the merits or non-merits of uh, what they did to get to force uh, this decision on Roe as another matter, I think of showing some grace toward each other. just because I think another place that uh, abolitionists and those of, well, we'd say incrementalists, they would get at each other is over these ideas. Um, but I think this, this, in particular, about the criminalization and our women are victims and all of this is where everything is going now because Rose probably gonna get overturned. And so this is where the argument's gonna be. I mean, like, what are we gonna, what are pro life people gonna do? Are they gonna say, hey we know roe got overturned but in our state we still want abortion is that where they're going because that's what it sounds like to me yeah that's what it that's where it sounds like they're going
0: keeping the exceptions right keeping these exceptions Uh that have kept abortion going the exceptions for for uh rape and incest
1: and the life of the mother right i i imagine that 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 will be where where it is yeah well these are all old because science again Mm -hmm. has progressed it's never the life of the mother that's not a thing like you remove the baby mm-hmm. and then you treat you treat the baby like science has progressed so much. I went to the hospital with a, um, when I was in the army and I can't remember what week this was it was so early this this baby was smaller than the palm of a hand and you could see straight through the skin mm. and this child lived um, he was you know this wasn't premature you know yeah birth unexpected. Right. The baby lived. Hmm. It's a mir- I mean our our technology is amazing. There's no reason but that it, you would it, say, "Oh, we got to save the mom. Right. Let's kill the baby." I told you. And there is a difference and some people
0: are having such a hard time with with this. Um, there is a difference between a doctor trying to save the life of the mother and the child and an abortionist going in with the atten- intent to kill one of them. That, it, it, this why would we, it we shouldn't have to belabor this point. It it is so obvious that an abortionist is trying to kill trying to kill. The doctor is trying to save. There is a difference. I'll the give doctor you an the doctor that tries to save both and the baby still dies is not an abortionist. Exactly. The mother is not the mother is not guilty of a crime because yeah. the doctor was trying to save both. And there's uh, that, and was unsuccessful. But the abortionist is not trying to say both; he is intentionally
1: trying to kill one. And again, there is not a scenario like, like what scenario possibly could there even be that pops up? Yeah. However, what you have today is doctors telling mothers all the time, "This can be a dangerous pregnancy. Mm-hmm. This can be dangerous for you. You might die. Yeah. You could die in childbirth." I think that's what they they told Tim Tebow's mom. You might die, and the baby might die. Yeah. You should just abort the baby. Like they actually put that pressure on on women.
0: Even if that's true, there there, there might be cases where um, this could be dangerous for the mother. She could have she could have existing health conditions or something. But even if it is true, let's let's just say yes, there are cases where a pregnancy could be harmful for the mother. What kind of society are we in when we're saying mothers should put their life first? Your life, your life, or the babies. It should be the babies. Like what where as Christians, what are we teaching our our daughters? What are we teaching people? Parents should lay down their lives for their kids. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is, well, if it's if it if it comes down to you or the child and you could die or the child could die, kill your child that is that's just completely wicked. Yeah. The, this this argument should never come from Christians. Christians are people that should say we will lay down our lives for other people. Right. We we are willing to die so that someone else could live.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no there's no scenario anyway cuz yeah. you know they can take a baby out so early now mm-hmm. and the baby can live. Yeah. It's amazing. But even if there's like a like a deal where they're like, "Oh, if you go full term, you might die. You know what they'll just do? They'll just they'll just schedule a C-section yeah. early. Like, you know what? We're going to take the baby before you ever get to that point. Mm. They may do it a month early. You know what yeah. I mean? Even maybe more than that. Yeah. And that everything will be fine. Yeah. So this whole idea for the life of the mother but is, but again, just the whole the whole
0: concept, the the whole mindset that's behind it is it's wicked. It, yeah. It's wicked to say the mother the mother should kill her baby so that she can preserve her own life. It, that's just wicked. in a In a Christian Christian worldview, uh, that's that's just antithetical to everything we find in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. There, there's no place where you find a saint. Uh, you find you find unbelievers doing it, but you don't find the saints ever doing this. Yeah. You want to play that video? I, I do. I think I think this is really. Uh, I think this is a great video. I do.
1: Um. I think one of the things that's behind behind it, though, and like probably the main thing, is it's just women's. Um, so, so abortion should this. be allowed. Then it's they want sexual freedom, really. That's the driver. When you're looking at 99% of abortions being as they are in the push for it, and hey, it's all about the woman's right over her own body, because mm-hmm. that's what's coming out in this clip. Mm-hmm. This you're gonna hear that stupid, really <sighs> stupid slogan. A woman should have the right over her if own body. If you're if
0: you're not watching this, you got to watch this video. Yeah, because the face on this the, the, the face this woman makes when he asks this question the argument is priceless.
1: What's behind the "my body, my choice"? Uh, a woman should have the right to do as she wants to buy is sexual freedom. Mm-hmm. What they mean by that is they want a woman to have the same sexual freedom as a man does. It's part of the feminist movement, right? So they say a man can impregnate a woman, and you know he doesn't have to do anything. Uh, a woman should be able to choose whether or not to have a baby. Now, we disagree with that. We think, we think uh, uh, men should have to uh, raise their children. Right. Like, like, we, like we think, we believe in this crazy idea that you commit to a woman mm. and then you have a baby and you raise the baby and right. you support the baby and support the mother. Um, but what they want is they want to be able to just have sex with whoever they want. And if they get pregnant, they can say, you know what? Ah, I'll get rid of the baby. Yeah, that's that's what's behind it, man. It's sexual. It's just sexual immorality. Um, Jay, your uh,
0: your transphobia is really triggering me right now. Men can get pregnant, Jay. Yeah, men can get pregnant. Well, I think in
1: this same <laughs> this same uh, hearing, uh-huh. they had an advocate here saying that men could get pregnant and have abortions. <laughs> I believe it. We should have brought that clip too. Oh, I believe We're it. We're living in an insane world. Uh huh. But this lady is going to try to do the "my body, my choice" thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And the guy just totally... St- well, he. It's like for a second she's stumped, and she's like just reverts. Well, yeah. The slogan.
0: Well, uh, what you can see when he asks her this question is this is a person that is so bought into this worldview. She knows that it's she knows the she knows the answer. Right. She just. But she's so say she's it. so bought into the worldview that she doesn't care. Like she she, yeah. she she knows. But we' we're, 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 we're there, but we're not they're
1: not quite ready to cross the line and say, "You know what it, we don't care what what it demonstrates, I think exceptionally clear is when someone says, "I'm pro-choice," what they really mean is I think a woman should have the ability to kill her child if she wants to. Yeah that's the choice we're talking about, right so listen watch okay. this.
3: So so abortion should be allowed then by your definition for any reason for any purpose at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body and then when relevant I think that they need to consult their medical p- practitioners. Okay. And not is, Congress. if it is listen let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that Okay. That is and wrong. a 2-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder, we would all agree that's wrong then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old or nine months old or one week old or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own body. Wow. <laughs>
0: wow. Full stop. Yeah. Full stop. Oh, wow. Full so, stop. So <laughs> wow. wow, indeed. Yeah. I mean- you, you see her like she she knows the answer. It's the she party. The it's the
1: party of science, George. That's right. It's the party <laughs> <That's> of science. <laughs> I uh, trust. I trust people. A do. baby, a baby mm-hmm. is a woman's body. Actually, yeah. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. And a woman may destroy a part of her body if yeah, she wants. I did not know that. Can we
0: just go around? What would happen if uh, a woman
1: uh, cut off her own hand? Uh, I, I'm sure they would probably celebrate it. I mean, this uh, I women, don't know. Women, uh, they
0: might, they probably throw her into, uh,
1: well, I don't think, so. Women, don't are think already, so. women are already cutting off their own well, breasts. Well, that's true. That's cutting sh- off their breasts and that's saying true. they're men. That's, so, well, that's true. Yeah. But, Do you think they you care got, about it? This, yeah. You, is, got a, you got a point there. Yeah. right This is the ideology of, um, when, when Paul talks about we're in a spiritual war and there are principalities and he's speaking of, mm actual demonic forces right. that can influence the way people think and form worldviews. This is the type of the stuff he's talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? You know, she's saying, uh, you know, I, I trust a person to do what's what's best for their own bodies. I, I wonder where she stands on vaccine ma- mandates.
1: You, know, you already know that. <laughs> you already know. You already know that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, the damage that's been... Um, caused mm-hmm. to to society, right? over 63 million, 63 million children. One in four women that walk around the United States is guilty of murder. Did you know that? Mm. One in four. You live in a society, and, and, and I'm not saying the, the men aren't responsible, because behind all oh, those yeah. women, there's a guilty man, pro- mm-hmm. probably a guilty man. We live in a nation of murderers. And, and,
0: you, and then you've got the psychos that Spend their days ripping
1: babies apart. Oh, like yeah. Like the doctors themselves. Consciences, yeah. Seared. Um, <laughs> again, you have to wonder like, God is very patient and mm-hmm. long suffering, but as we've said a million times on here, historically, biblically, nations that do the things we do, they come under the wrath of God, Mm -hmm. eventually. Right. Uh, Every time. Um, So we can praise God, I think, for if Roe gets overturned, we can say praise God to that. But very quickly, I think the last thing we should talk about is, let's say Roe does get overturned. This is a little conversation we had, and we've gone long, but I think people will get this. Even in Oklahoma, where there's a trigger bill, Abortions are not going to end in Oklahoma until there is a bill or a law put in place that prohibits someone from buying the the Plan B pill or mm-hmm. buying online abortion kits in a box. Right. I don't know how they would go about regulating that mm-hmm. with given the internet age and everything, but if abortion would really stop in post-Roe era, yeah. Plan B has got to be criminalized. Uh, ordering abortions in a box have to be criminalized.
0: Yeah, this is where I'm. Um, I'm always skeptical of um, the the you know the quote unquote pro life people that are touting how many how many babies have been saved um, through the, these different processes because they they can't count the morning after pill because how are you, how are you even going to count those how how are you going to know um, and, and so we're we're not even we're not even talking about the yeah. The plan b pill when we're putting all these numbers of the, of abortions that have been performed who knows who knows yeah who knows it it could be in the hundreds of millions for all we know we, yeah. we don't know so if you're going to if you're going to truly stop abortion you're gonna have to go after those two mm-hmm. and let's not even talk about birth control jay mm-hmm. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. not even talk about the birth control pill that that causes
1: yeah, there are some that contain um, like a third mechanism that's an abortificient. Mm-hmm. And even after fertilization, um, you could, unbeknownst to you, you could be killing your own child. Mm-hmm. So we probably better wrap this thing up though, George. Okay. Let's tie it back in though to the gospel, right? Because um, we want to have this position because we actually care about people, right. um, care about the children, but also. We're in the ministry of reconciliation. Hmm. This is our ministry as Christians to go into the world with the gospel of reconciliation to God. And key component of this, as we talked about in the gospel, was man. And if you don't understand that you've sinned against the holy God because the pro life Christians are telling you you're a victim, Hmm. you can never find forgiveness and you can never be set free from your sin. You can never have the weight of guilt removed. You can never be reconciled to God. And that's what our ultimate hope would be w- for people, is that they could um, they could discover the wonderful grace of God that he's revealed to us in Christ. They could find reconciliation with God and forgiveness of sin and new life. Right. That there's hope and new life, but it's only found in the gospel. And we don't want to rob people right. of that.
0: Well, we, we want to be consistent with what the scriptures teach. Mm-hmm. Um, a murder is taking... A life. Um, I, I think that we can very clearly demonstrate that life begins at conception in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to say to say it doesn't is to say something about the incarnation. Exactly. Um, murder. There there are punishments for murder,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and we want to honor God's word. And I believe that God's word knows best. Yes. So what this open letter does, what these people who are trying to say, hey, you can't criminalize them, others are victims, is to essentially go against what the scriptures are clearly laying out and saying we know better than this.
1: We know better than God does, yeah.
0: We we just want to be consistent to the scriptures. We want to obey it. Um, It's hard in places. Uh It's hard in places. But God knows best, not us. Um, and ultimately we're accountable to God and so we need to we need to make sure that we are um, trying to be as faithful and obedient to the scriptures as possible right
1: yeah good all right you want to shut it down for us okay
0: all right well uh, we hope that this has been helpful for you we've Uh, been digging into more about uh, the whole abortion issue, we want to, uh, again, we want to be faithful to what the scriptures say, and we want to inform you and and help you to think through these things from a biblical standpoint, not just from a political or a cultural standpoint. So, we hope that's what it has caused you to do. Uh, We we hope that you will uh, like, subscribe, share, um, get the word out, and uh, of course, we want this to help you to become more and more conformed to Christ. We'll see you next time.